these. So these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught for murder. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Hey, Jordan. How's it going? Doing well. How are you, Ryan? I'm good. A little tired today. Yeah. But I'm not going to let... I'm not going to try... Ugh. I'm going to try to not sound tired. Okay. I had coffee. Didn't work. No? No. I've had, had a couple cups of coffee today, so I'm feeling a little energized. Oh, good. But uh, I'll try not to speed through stuff either, as <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do sometimes. This isn't the credits of a medicine commercial. No. No, I'm going to go. Side effects like, of Creepy Campfire podcast might include. Yeah, exactly. Or one of the, just like pretty much any of the underwriting on the radio. Uh-huh. Like, how do they even do that? How do they get... They gotta, they gotta I think I'd be up. not bad at that because I do it jokingly on here sometimes, and it comes through. You just gotta, you gotta make sure you really enunciate. Yeah, that's the thing. I'll slur into something, <laughs> yeah. just slip into it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help that I have like a small lisp too, so I'll end up just rolling over. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I could, ne- I could never do it. Shaky hands. Couldn't be a doctor. Can't do, can't do the voice work. I'm sorry. <laughs> can't do it. Um. But yeah. Good, good day so far. How you worked? I did work. Yeah. Busy Made day. that bread. Killing killing some buggies. Killing bugs. Killing rats. A lot of rats this time of year. Anything extra spooky around the Halloween season? Mm. Any, any creepy crawlies? I had a mouse jump out at me today. What? Yeah. Just checking a bait box outside. Oh, yeah? He was nice and nestled in there next to some, some mouse poison, and he wasn't dead yet. Oh, no. So. <laughs> You catch him, catch him on the cusp, or was he? Did he get away? Oh or? no, he he had some spunk left. Oh god, <laughs> got out of there in a hurry. Never, never bored, right? Never boring. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, um, what do we got tonight? We're doing crop circles. We Is are. That what we're doing? Okay. 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 Well, before we get into that, uh, we got some things to address. We got that new voicemail up. Oh, you had me on. worried. I was like, what do we have to address? Are no, you no, no. are you leaving? No. <laughs> No, we got the we got that voicemail up on Instagram. We do for people to be able to message us at. Do you know the number for that yet? Um, I should have memorized, but I don't. <laughs> but you don't. It's okay. So call in to nine one six three five nine nine four four six. And if you're listening to us where it's showing our show notes, I'll have a link down there for you too. Um, but yeah, the so right now the limit on that message is three minutes. But leave us a message. Tell us how you feel about the show. If you got any stories, leave them there. Um, if you've got to leave a couple messages, please do that. Doesn't bother us at all. We love listening to as many as you guys want to send us. And we've yeah, been and it get, may take that at that point. Yeah, only three minutes. Yeah. In. And we've got a couple in. Uh, we've got one from a listener, Nick. Um, he asked us not to play it because well, we're not going to. But we appreciate him him calling in, and we just wanted to give him a shout-out. So thank you, Nick, for doing that. So if you guys want to do that, jump on, follow Nick's lead. Again, call us at 916-359-9446, and we love to hear from you. Um, so, yeah, we got that. We What else do we have? Anything? Like housekeeping-wise? Yeah. I don't think so. We're we're rounding out the if this gets out when we record it, we're rounding out the Halloween season going into holidays. Yeah. It's our last episode before Halloween technically. It is. It is. Whether it goes up before then, I can't make promises. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure we have a couple ahead of it at this point. But it's uh Yeah, I, th- I think that's about it for right now. We're trying to keep it easy and just keep putting stuff out for 
everyone right now through COVID Christmas. Yeah, COVID Christmas. <laughs> New way to celebrate the holidays. Social distancing. Y'all people. wanted to be shut in anyway. I know, seriously. Don't gather, people. <laughs> um, As okay. we gather in my garage. Well, hey, it's two people. We're yeah. Good. We're good. We're, we got about six feet. Yeah, yeah, we're just about. Yeah. Just don't breathe on Jordan's mic. <laughs> okay well then i guess we um, we get along with the show then so crop circles before we do jump into it i want to ask you why you picked it um it's been one that i've had on my mind for a while mm-hmm. and i kind of went through a recent um what's the director's name Shyamalan. oh m night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah i went through a little Shyamalan um stint recently watched the sixth sense um, Unbreakable did Split again. I've not seen any of them. No? No. Oh, okay. To well, continue the trend of me not watching what you've seen. Unbreakable is my favorite of the bunch. Um, Split is the sequel to that, and that was really good. But um, that and... No, did I say Split is? No, Glass is the sequel to that. Sorry, Split is the other solo movie. And they, they combine into Glass, mm-hmm. and it's really cool. Um... But signs, signs. That's the that. one I was thinking of. I've always wanted to see that. Yeah. But it looked as a child when it came out looked terrifying. It was pretty creepy. And that's got. And um, it still it stands the test of time pretty well. Oh, what's the main main actor in that? Uh, Joaquin. Is it Joaquin? Is that wait? Am I thinking? I thought it was Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's in it, yeah. But I thought that, but he's looked a little different sometimes too. Yeah, that's him in the back right there. Yeah, because that was 2002, so he's changed his look a little bit a little bit more significantly since then, too. But yeah, he's one of the co-stars. Yeah, I just knew it from Mel Gibson. And at the time, I was into Mel Gibson's movies. Yeah. but Not um, his personal life, but his movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I mean, it's, so it's something that I've never, like, seen with my own two, two eyes. You know, I've never gone up, like, I've never found one. I've done, you know, corn mazes and like that, but those are mm. <laughs> obviously man-made. Um, Another thing I haven't done, but I've always wanted to. You never done a corn maze? No. We'll have, I, to, go and, we'll have to go and do the Dixon one soon. You'd think, living in Kentucky, that there was just an abundance of them, but not where I was. Oh, man. So, Dixon is known for, like, I think, one of the biggest in the world. In the world? Yeah. Wow. So we'll have to, we'll have to go check that out. I'm here for that. Yeah, it's fun. I've only gone once, and it was a couple of years ago, but it's... And I don't know what they're doing right now as far as this, this season goes, but mm-hmm. we'll have to go check it out. So amongst it's always been in the back of my mind though mm-hmm. like as far as something something we could do especially with the abductions and stuff that we've done because it's, it's always kind of kind of hand in hand with alien stuff right so yeah i just thought it'd be a good time to pull it out so yeah i was looking at i was looking around at a bunch of them so i've got like kind of a, a breakdown as to what they are mm-hmm. what what petite people potentially think caused them um at least a couple of different things different reasonings behind them mm-hmm. and then two different uh Two different accounts okay. that are pretty in-depth, so we will just kick it off. So a crop circle, crop formation, or corn circle, as they're sometimes called, is a pattern created by uh, flattening a crop. It's like, you know, of course, corn. Okay. The term was first coined in the early 1980s by a Colin Andrews. Uh, in contrast to crop circles or crop formations, Archaeological remains can cause crop marks in the fields in the shapes of circles and squares, but those don't appear overnight, and they're always in the same place. So Archaeological remains can mm-hmm. cause it? Yeah. Did it apparently. say how? I think it's from um, 
Well, I don't know. Well, they say remains. I want to say that that's potentially like something under the ground that could potentially pollute upwards, maybe. Oh, like so if like, there's certain minerals and something like keeping things from growing. Potentially, yeah. Okay, I was, so, that's, yeah. so that stuff grows in weird formations like that. Okay, I was thinking like sinking, like. Yeah, I the, don't think I. I thought about that too, and uh-huh. I don't think it's necessarily that they don't. They don't really expound on it. But, but that's uh, interesting. I never heard that. So. Yeah, but the different minerals, depending on like what's under the earth, right there, can right. keep stuff from growing in a potential way. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but know. those again are not um they don't really ever go away they just kind of they'll get lost within a season and then they'll come back it'll come back this it'll grow the same way the same field next time next year okay so that's not necessarily a good cause for it because it's just it's always there um they originated around the 1960s there's been there was like accounts of stuff before then but it's always been attributed to like man like interference from from people yeah. do you think it's because it really exploded then or do you think it's just we had better like we we started documenting things better i would say probably both Mm -hmm. at that point um especially around now is when the documentation started getting better for it Mm -hmm. uh and then shortly after the documentation started getting better uh more stuff of the same like cut from that cloth started coming out so like Uh like from like 70s independence day comes out and there's like a big sci-fi kind of push towards yeah there's a big pop cultural and the more there is of that usually the rise of like hoaxers and 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 hoaxers and stuff like that mm -hmm. which we'll go into um but that's that's mostly what they attribute crop circles to in general like as far as the history of them goes is people pretty much hoaxing Mm mm-hmm but yeah, it goes back as far as like the '60s, which I was I was unaware of. I thought it was more of a thing because I'd never even heard of them until like signs. Like I didn't know crop circles were a thing until maybe maybe I'd heard like one utterance, like somebody utter something about it once upon a time before that. But then that movie came out and like everybody was on board for it. Um, but in the '60s in Tolly, Queensland, Australia, and in Canada. Uh, there were reports of UFO sightings and circular formations in swamp reeds um, and sugarcane fields. For example, on August 8th of 1967, three circles were found in a field in Dumel, Alberta, Canada, which I think is the state province. State province? Because there's like three names for everything that you have to say in Canada, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's how that goes. So in Duhamel, Alberta, Canada, the Department of National Defense investigators concluded that it was artificial, but couldn't say who made them or how, the, the swamp fields and the swamp reeds and the cane fields. So nobody ever, there's never anything about that. They just, they just kind of got a little bit of note and they, they I think they ended up in a newspaper or two because they inspired these two uh, hoaxers that are responsible for a majority they claim to be responsible for a majority of the crop circles made throughout the 70s that's least two people it's a big claim two guys <laughs> uh they go by the name of that is D- doug bauer and dave chorley they took inspiration from um what they saw in Tully and the the circles and the swamp reeds and stuff like that and, and the born identity <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is so, that his name, Rick, Rick Bauer, or something like that? Did, no. something something Bauer, Nick Bauer. Is, and that's I'm not making that up. That's, this is Dave Bauer. That's Bauer, from Bauer, Oh no, that's 24. That's it. That's, yeah, it's, I think it's like Nick Bauer or something <laughs> like that. Bauer's the last name though. Uh, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, so they they claim to be responsible for majority of the ones in like throughout the 70s. Um, 
but they took they took inspiration from those ones that uh, came out in Canada and Australia. Um, so they they said that they started off doing making a bunch uh, in the English countryside, and they started in, in like the late seventies. They they didn't hear about it until later a little later on because that was the late sixties. The the stuff originally in Australia. About a decade later, they start making a bunch pop up in in the English countryside. And it widely became known um, in the 80s after the media started to report crop circles in Hampshire and Wiltshire, which I believe is still that countryside. Um, a statement from two hoaxers, from the two hoaxers uh, in 1991 stated they were responsible for a lot of the circles. I don't know how many out of the total approximate 10,000 that have been claimed so far. Like up as to date, there's about there's about ten thousand claims of crop circles. Not a whole lot of eyewitness eyewitnesses as to them being made, but but them being reported uh, from places like the Soviet Union, UK, Japan, the U.S., and Canada. So they're all over the world now. Uh, over the last couple decades, they've grown in size and complexity, though, with some of them featuring upwards of two thousand different shapes. Hmm. So they keep getting crazier and more intricate. That makes me wonder, I go two routes with that. The down-to-earth Ryan wonders if that means that um, because things have been done, Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, so we have to do it bigger and better and make a better hoax out of it. I know. I feel like it's just almost constant upstaging. But then the other part of me is like, okay, well, what if like the whole point of these are communication from aliens? So then they're like, okay, we gave you guys the alphabet. Now we're going to start like making words out of them. Right. You you know what I mean? More elaborate messages. Right. Or maybe if it's because of their ships hovering technology. I don't know. I'm I'm really pulling it out my rear end. It's funny because you're pretty close on on almost all of this as far as the paranormal (laughs) explanations. (laughs) Maybe their ships are more advanced through the years. So then because of different propulsion systems Uh or whatever, that's what makes the different pattern. But... Like I said, that's the two paths of two different Ryans, but that's where my head's going. It's pretty funny because those are the pretty, pretty much the two, two main like paranormal theoretic. Well, them being messages themselves, and mm-hmm. that they're or that they're just their ships can do it, gotcha. like when they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll stop jumping the gun like I normally do and let, no. you, <laughs> let, let you keep going. No, it's good because we, we 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 come back. We you know we circle back. We address it. We circle back and we keep people on the loop. That's there we, we go. Um, so some paranormal advocates think that crop circles are caused by bolts of lightning. Uh, but the patterns Wait, are so... A single bolt of lightning? Multiple. They do... So so the people that, that go that that route, because they still, this is still like a, technically a paranormal um, explanation for it, they, they believe that the patterns are so complex that they have to be controlled by some entity. So that it's being done so that way. So <laughs> yeah. Zeus is just making art. Yeah. Yeah, he's making it rain, you know? Okay. Uh, obviously, not a whole lot has been put behind that that explanation. That's about as far as that one goes. <laughs> um, but since the 80s, uh, crop circles have become the subject of speculation by various paranormal, UF, UFOlogical, and anomalistic investigators, uh, ranging from proposals that they've been created by bizarre meteorolo- meteorolo- meteorological phenomena. Meteorological. Meteor- you... you- you did it. How many times can I say that? It's a hard one. Meteorol. Meteor, see, yeah, yeah, you it's beat me. You it's beat a, me. That's a mouthful. <laughs> uh, to being messages from extra extraterrestrial beings. Beings. Dude. <laughs> On a roll. It's because I brought up that list, man. It's hitting me. 
<laughs> so they so they they could also be uh, extraterrestrial extraterrestrial messages. Okay. Rip my throat out. Rip rip it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stiff Saturday in Saskatchewan. <laughs> uh, had to get that out. So so we got like two. We have two accounts to kind of go through. Okay. So um, and they kind of go into. The explanations behind it stuff like that too okay. but there's not a whole like i said not a whole lot of eyewitness testimonies as well far that's as, the like, big thing behind made. this is no one as part of the mysteries no one sees it happen so yeah. they're like hey which granted it's in the middle of a field so true i was watching i was i was listening to that uh that podcast i like uh smartless recently and they had neil degrasse tyson on and they ask him about it because they ask him about you know just anything what people ask him about essentially mm-hmm so he was talking about crop circles, and they were they were like, "Do you believe in any of that?" And he was like, "No." I mean, you would think that at this point, after a couple of decades of there being claims of it and how many there are, where's the video proof? Nobody, as often as people are on their cameras nowadays, and they're still coming in. Claims are still coming in. Nobody can get that on camera. Not a single person can take a picture of that or send a video. I mean, <sighs> not that that's going to super impact my belief of it, but yeah. He's he's known to be pretty knowledgeable. Uh, yeah, no, he's a super smart guy, and I mean, it's a it is a logical argument. I will not fight that, but eh, there's so many things. There's there's so many things. I mean, okay, you think that there would be more proof of extraterrestrials uh, in general by yeah. now? Well, here's the thing: you have a camera pointed at a field, right? Yeah. All right, let's say it's a ship actually doing this, uh-huh. and the ship is like I don't know, four thousand feet in the air. The camera's not covering the ship doing that. True. Well, you would think that if it had that compressed of like a effect on whatever's below it, that would be pretty. That'd be pretty intense. Mm-hmm. But I mean, not potentially unheard of if we don't know what technology we're messing with. Exactly. Okay, so eyewitness number one. Uh, in 1996, on July 6th, a 19-year-old Don Sprunger was driving home from a friend's house when she spotted an unidentified flying object hovering above her in the sky. It looked like a vertical jet, she said. Um, She said it was triangular in shape, and at certain times you could see red and blue lights flashing in it. Uh, So she she drove home, freaked out, but trying to remain calm. And uh, once inside, she peeked out the window to find that it had apparently followed her to her place of residence. So she woke her parents up, freaking out. Um, who upon witnessing the red and blue lights themselves quickly called the authorities. And by the end of the sighting, witnesses would include several police officers, the police chief, uh, the mayor of Bern, Indiana, where it took place, who apparently managed to get a little bit of video footage. I looked for that. Nowhere to be found. Looked at Mayor Bern, Indiana, alien footage, nothing. Hmm. It kept giving me the story. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't show me anything. So I don't know. Uh, but the strange thing is, is that it wasn't the first time that something like that had occurred in the region that week. Two days prior, 50 miles away, the town of Paulding, Ohio, experienced its own close encounter, or at least the aftermath of one. An early evening on the 4th of July, as a pilot and his wife took a joyride with his friends in a private plane, the pilot's wife spotted a mysterious circular shape pressed into a wheat field far below. They contacted landowners Don and Sue Arend, uh, who in turn contacted John Timmerman, a nearby resident affiliated with the Chicago-based Center for UFO Studies. I don't know why they wouldn't go take a look 
themselves first, but I guess that was the assumption off the bat. Uh, Timmerman received the call at around 9 a.m. on July 6th, just a few hours before the Sprunger's alleged encounter um, in the other town. So he drove to the scene to take measurements and aerial photos, but soon determined that further experts were needed to weigh in. The problem, though, was that the press swarmed it before experts could get there. Uh, and by July 9th, the story had made headlines in several regional newspapers. Okay. And that's just how quick word of that kind of thing gets out. It's like, yeah. Well, especially I feel like 90s. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot else going on in the news. Well, and look in the region, too. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I would see, yeah, probably like smaller towns, more rural, mm-hmm. not a whole lot going on. And if, gossip if spreads story, like wildfire. Exactly. Yeah. You hear it, you, you see it on a field, and the next day it's out in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dawn Sprunger was equal, equally curious, and uh, when she heard about that crop circle, she drove to Paulding herself. Uh, and she, and she, t- she took a look at everything, and she just she said that it reassured her that she wasn't crazy. I didn't feel uh, that it was something that was man-made. I sensed within myself that was that it was something that was related to what I had seen. And that's coming from Sprunger herself. That's um, an interesting way to put I sensed within myself. Right? Not I felt, I had the idea, I was thinking, I sensed within myself. I'm not criticizing. Yeah. Just an interesting way to put it. Right? As an interesting self-observation. Uh, right. Sure. So journalists thought that was... Uh, they, they they poked some fun. They poked they were, some fun. Let, the let's story. tell it straight. They were assholes. They were yeah. They were assholes. <laughs> uh, specifically, a Ben Smith of the town paper in Fort Wayne, uh, who believed Paulding's so-called crop solar sol- circle, crop circle, along with Sprunger sighting, uh, were the result of imaginations overheated by cinematic slimy, gooky alien thingies. Mm. <laughs> That's how he put it. That doesn't make light of that at all. So right? kind. Uh, coincidentally, at that point, the movie Independence Day had just come out. Mm. <laughs> well, there is no crop circles in that movie, though. True. But they 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 thought it was coincidental as far as like the alien thing goes. Because yeah. they were talking about it being an alien mm-hmm. sort of deal. Right. But if, you're, if it's unexplainable, then of course you're going to look at something that doesn't make sense, potentially. I would think, you know. Well, yeah, and well, didn't you say that there was a, like, it wasn't just like, oh, I can't explain this. There were people that came out to survey it? Well, yeah, they said experts came out to survey it, but yeah. they didn't really, they, by the time they got there, it was already kind of trampled, mm-hmm. and tramped through, it's, uh, at least that one. Yeah. They didn't get to do as good of research on that Inconclusive. Yeah, on, mm-hmm. that, on that crop circle specifically, at least. Um, but they... They kind of like came to what they could call a conclusion, um, but that wasn't until a, ni- a year later, 1997. A newspaper reported what researchers believed to be the cause of the Paulding crop circle, which was atmospheric plasma vortices. Would you care to give us a lesson on ad- atmospheric plasmic vortices? I sure will. Atmospheric. Vortices. That, yeah. That's the one. V, not F. Atmospheric. Um, 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 Mr. 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 Hearn. What is it, Mr. Hearn? I have a question. What is it? <laughs> so, when atmospheric particles are ionized by solar and cosmic radiation, generation of plasma vor- vortices is possible in the presence of the cellular mosaic heating and ionization of particles, in particular of large suspended particles and aerosols. 
If that made sense that, to you, if that helps, please call our number and educate your us. Your definition, your answer. Um, yeah, you didn't know you were going to get so scientific on this one. <laughs> but yeah, so. But how would that lay down wheat? I, I, I it sounds like a almost like a like a energized. I don't know, some sort of weird energized air. Almost like, like yeah, I, that almost sounds like a little combustion. Kind of, yeah. But Like the particulate in that. Usually plasma, like you, there's something left behind. Yeah, that's kind of, I don't, it's a strange, that's hmm. why it's inconclusive. But that's, it's a sandhill crane. It's just, it's the sandhill <laughs> crane. <laughs> yeah, they just lay down in a flock in a circle. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, that's been, that's been a, a pretty common or something around this where it's like charged char like electrically mm-hmm. charged air or something like that. Well, don't get me wrong. It it may be the thing. And if it is, I think that's cool and I think that mm, it gets minimalized almost. Like if that really is what's happening, yeah. nature's freaking cool to do stuff like that. Well, like, and there's gotta be some sort of meaning behind yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm not I don't know. I think sometimes when not just us, but anyone talks about this kind of stuff. Yeah we collectively are looked at like oh it's got to be aliens or hoaxers or bust and i'm like no if there's a natural thing doing that yeah like that's just as cool as aliens to me well there's already like you like we've gone like we talked about the the archaeological digs i mean there's like the devil circles in different places where mm-hmm. stuff just doesn't grow in weird formations mm-hmm. like that so i mean there's there's more to it yeah um, so speaking of the, the atmosphere, speaking on the atmospheric plasma vortices, uh, although little is understood about the concept, reporter Jim Langham wrote, uh, it is characterized by downrushing whirlwinds of partially partially ionized air that spin to life from the turbulence of weak front systems. So ionized air that's being pushed down into air systems or wind systems that are coming up. Okay. Kind of like what it sounds like. So it's. It's like not not similar to the way I would say like a hurricane or something like that is formed where you have no, like hot fronts and cold fronts, but like that's what's causing these rushes of wind is a energized. similar phenomenon. Yeah, and maybe the ionized particles are causing like that's where you get the pattern from. Potentially something between that combination mm-hmm. could be. That's what's causing the wind to specifically form there and push it down there. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Dumb Ryan's up to speed. No. Um, <laughs> that sighting doesn't necessarily go... So it talks about that little that little bit of science, which is a good one, but it's not... Um, the next one is, is a little bit more in-depth and has a little bit more... A little bit better explanation to it, I would say. Um, but our next, our next uh, eyewitness was an Arthur Rantala. And this was a little bit uh, more recent. This was in 2003. Uh, so he was in his workshop drinking his first cup of coffee on the morning of July 4th, 2003, when it happened. Uh, he had been watching the storm roll in across Dodge County, uh, dark clouds moving across the sky over the wheat field across the street. So he poured, he poured his cup of coffee and watched out the window as a strong wind picked up and rain started to fall. It was about 7.40 in the morning at this point when he noticed the wind was peeling bark from the hickory nut tree about 10 feet from his work- workshop. And that's when the trees across the street and his neighbor's field caught his eye. He noticed the trees begin to blow around violently, uh, and then his gaze shifted to movement in the field. The tall stalks of wheat flattened into three circular formations, seemingly on their own, as Arthur watched. 
The one on the left appeared first, and it looked like a black hole, he told the uh, local newspaper. Then the one on the right, and then the one in the middle, all in a matter of 10 to 12 seconds. Hmm. Making themselves appear. Uh, uh, So he said he didn't... Initially, didn't want any notoriety for like what happened there. He didn't want it to be a big thing. He didn't want people rushing there to mm-hmm. make stories about it. But his sons went around talking about it, so the word spread. Um, Wisconsin, where this where this was happening, has three towns claiming to be the UFO capital due to the n- amount of sightings that occur in those areas. Despite that, the crop circles um, that have appeared there are not they're not very common. And even less common is to have an eyewitness, of course. Um, yeah, I've never heard of someone actually seeing it happen. Seeing it happen. That was yeah. the, that was like why I caught this one. I did this one specifically because mm-hmm. it was the only one that I could find where he was like, oh, yeah, I watched it. Watched it form. Mm-hmm. Like a black hole. Like a black hole. Yeah, I don't, mm. I don't know if he means as far as like the design of it, but I don't think that you would be able to discern that from across the street looking into a wheat field. Either. Right. Like... I don't know. Are you saying what made it look like a black hole? Or maybe it got sucked down, almost like it was going into a black hole. I don't... Either way, it's strange. I don't know. And I like it. (laughs) So, uh, his his eyewitness observation is important um, to the crop circles forming, because it could be the first ever recorded. And it's certainly only one of a a couple of dozen uh, reported worldwide in the last 50 years. A field report from the investigation of the crop circle states that Mr. Rantala reported that there was no apparent means for the wheat to have been swirled and flattened. Nothing unusual in the sky, no lights, no unusual sounds, and no unusual odors, which has been some, like, sometimes there's, like, a... In other circumstances, there have been, like, weird, strange smells that have come from from things, like, potentially... Is it sulfur? I think that uh, that's been one of the ones that I've heard. Everything is sulfur. I know. It's so, which you wouldn't think is. That's, it doesn't devalue it, but why does everything smell like sulfur? <laughs> it's just the natural. It's the most natural gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So none of the none of the typical indicators as to like what what could have caused it. Uh, whatever the energetic force was that caused the circles to form, it was beyond the range of visible sight. Uh, so at that point, a lot of locals came to see it uh, and to stand inside of them. <laughs> I was there, okay. Timmy. It's going to invigorate me. Timmy, your grandpa was there when they were formed. I yeah, stood right. right in the middle. I would take pictures. I don't know if, like, <laughs> I wouldn't feel weird about going well, inside of them. Let's be There'd be TikToks being made inside oh, that. Oh, yeah. Selfies taken. For sure. I don't know if the selfie stick's still a thing, but the longest selfie stick ever would be used. Right. Like, uh, I, I get Looking it. this guy. I get it. <laughs> yeah, there, um, well, and this isn't even, like, the most popular one at the time. There was one that was going on right around the same time at uh, Stonehenge. Which has had a couple, like a couple different circumstances of it. Uh, but that one was lengthy and not necessarily eyewitness. Like the guy who mm-hmm. saw the, who saw them at two different times wasn't yeah. there to see it happen. Which Stonehenge itself could be one. If you guys are interested in that, I don't, I forget about it often, but there's, yeah. I mean, it's strange enough. If you want us to do a Stonehenge, like let us know, mm-hmm. either email us or call us, whatever you want to do. Might as well do it anyways. But it's you know, I ne- I forget about it because I don't. I'm like, yeah, it's some rock stacked up. That was kind of weird. I know. I know there's a lot to it. I know there's a lot of history, but I, I don't. Th- I don't think about it. I was gonna leave this out, but uh, but speaking of like potential future topics, um, since we're on Wisconsin right now, part of this uh, this story was talking about a couple things that we're gonna need to look at. Um, and I'm just going to reference them now. I don't think we'll, 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 it'll be in, 
good name. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, all of this happened in Wisconsin. Uh, there is a report of extraterrestrials once serving pancakes to an Eagle River man. No. A Dundee resident where some suspect a large glacial formation known as Dundee Mountain may contain a secret alien base. All right. Um, and apparently this resident was in contact with an extraterrestrial who visited from many light years away to watch the Green Bay Packers. No. <laughs> so if anything, two fun ones that we're going to have to Is that why they're at. the Green Bay? Because the green green man, yes. I don't know. <laughs> so some Wisconsin, uh, so was maybe some Wisconsin lore coming up here too. Wow. Okay. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> that might be that. You know, you might have just there's the next Urban Legends episode, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, those sounded like fun, especially because they're alien ones. We don't we don't get a lot of that. Um, but I'm sorry, pancakes. Yeah. Pancake. Were they like? Were they like the Men in Black? How they people think they're aliens? I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see. They y'all make, y'all will see. We're gonna. I knew, I didn't I didn't uh, do any ex- you know further exploration into that yet. But good. I was That's like probably I put that the, aside so we could yeah keep that nugget. Those sounded too good to to pass up. Um. Okay. So yeah, a bunch of locals had shown up to this crop circle at this point. Um. Take photos of it. Be inside of it. Uh, this caught the attention of out-of-state investigators, Dr. Charles, L- I'm going to butcher these, Lietzo, Let's- <laughs> Jeff Wilson, and Roger Sugden. Uh, Lietzo and Sugden, I don't know I don't know how to say that without an accent. Let's, can, Let's-o? can I get you one more time? Lietzo. <laughs> Lietzo. <laughs> like Roland. No. Uh, they were both members of... M-U-F-O-N, MUFON, which is the Mutual, oh, MUFON. mutual UFO Network. Yeah, it's, MUFON. it's a MUFON's a big deal. So we'll have to touch back on that. Um, and Wilson uh, had previously investigated around 100 crop circles, so he was familiar. The four men conducted a scientific investigation of the circles, these circles from July 23rd to the 24th of that year, of uh, 2003. They discovered several anomalies that caused them to conclude Rantala's account was accurate and that it was not a hoax. Uh, One of these anomalies was the presence of blown node collars, also known as expulsion cavities, in the joints of the flattened wheat. So this is where this gets a little bit more... I love it. ...scientific, (laughs) yeah. Um, This happens when the base of a leaf at the node is flash-heated and causes the node to explode like popcorn. It is distinct and can easily be uh, can, and can be easily distinguished from damage caused by trampling crop plants. Yeah. Uh, in the team's report, Wilson writes, "There is no known technology that is able to duplicate this blown node collar effect on thousands of plants in these downed areas of crop fields. However, this effect has been reproduced by putting stems into a microwave oven and yeah. cooking them for a short time." That's what I. That's I was like radiation. Yeah. I was like, it's radiation burst. Then you don't, you can do that without having like wind effects and all these other noticeable signs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Huh, I love it. The appearance then of these blown node collars is conclusive evidence in itself that these circles were not flattened by human mechanical means. Fun, fun fact number one. <laughs> uh, so these and other deformities were discovered in the wheat within. Uh, within the wheat within the circles, as well as in other randomly downed patches throughout the field as far as 500 feet from the specific circles. They also discovered the soil in those areas to be highly magnetized. How do you magnetize? I guess everything's got traces of, like, iron and other, like, metal minerals. And to speak to that, 
Apparently, crop circles around the world have been noted to occur along aquifers or water-bearing rock sand formations, notably limestone and green sand, okay. that potentially have a little bit higher... Is uh, that where we're getting into, like, frequencies and... Yeah. Okay. And the minerals reaction into that to that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, the group's findings also note the close proximity of the power lines running along the road opposite the field, which is another common factor among crop circle formations... Well, I mean, it's you're in the middle of nothing. There's going to be some power lines yeah. like along the road. That's yeah. That's one that doesn't necessarily stand out to me. I'm like the crops. I mean, I get you want to take in all the factors of the area. Yeah, definitely. And yes, that's a large electrical current going by. But I mean, but if it's nothing out of the normal from one farm to the next, then what would make that this the conclusion? Well, I think they're just saying like it's a common, it's a common feature. Yeah. So like it it. And you look for anything that could be common because if anything is the same between them, that could be a joining link to call to the cause. True, but I guess it's I guess it, it, once you get the inundation of mm-hmm. reports like they did, you look for any sort of commonality. But I'm like, there's power lines everywhere, and you're mm-hmm. not seeing crop circles turn up in baseball fields in the middle of the city. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm like, ah, not that not that big of an indicator. I don't right. Think. Or you're not seeing them in uh, uh, what were they sugarcane fields where it's not even wheat. It's yeah, something swamp reeds, sugarcane fields, mm-hmm. wheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been since even before that. Um. So during a separate investigation, uh, a researcher, Mary Sutherland, and her husband Brad of the Burlington UFO and Paranormal Research Center noticed another unusual detail. They detected a crackling sound emanating from around and inside the formation. A phenomenon they say has been a common characteristic of crop circles since the ni- early 1980s. I don't know. But so they said that it's without even the wind or anything like that, there's this emanating sound that's happening. It still makes me think radiation and electricity. Yeah. Hmm. Because, ra- I mean, I guess I've only because I've never experienced radiation myself as far as, besides, you know, my microwave. Uh, usually when you see it portrayed... Look, like I've made enough ramen noodles to yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I'm wondering if that's what they're talking about. It's like, that's that sort of magnetic or like wave sort of... say crackling, I don't know. But then again... Okay, so then that... Now that does make me think of the power lines. Because you, you do... Will, you will hear a similar sound of that under yes. the power lines. doesn't mean... Like, a, I don't know how far away these were from power lines, but it could just be a similar thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the power lines are causing the sound they're hearing, but it might be a similar But then the, ground, the, the ground is magnetized, too, in those specific areas. It's mm-hmm. crazy. So all these different, I don't know, I feel like elemental mm-hmm. things coming into play. Nodes popping. Nodes popping. Sounds crackling. Yeah. <laughs> uh... So they um, they talked to their, uh, Arthur, the original uh, witness, and he thinks that they were just formed by the storm that he was that he had been watching. Uh, he says that was not him, but we we know that electromagnetic energy is the cause. Um, one of the investigators explained the source of that electromagnetic energy is unknown. Therefore, it is completely open to speculation. People are going to believe what they want to believe. Uh, Arthur said, I, "I saw what I saw, and I didn't see any spaceship or aliens." So. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Hmm. They determined that the reason Mr. Rantala could, couldn't see what formed the circle is because of them being able to manipulate light. 
by bending the light they could physically be there but invisible to the viewer whatever they they're talking about mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i tried to go as far as i could in this without like m- without it being specifically alien based all right because yeah you know you could futurist future people yeah could be time travelers could be interdimensional mm-hmm. could be the same thing or like you said that you know well yeah like a spaceship not not specifically well you know like the the effect that a spaceship could potentially have if it's powerful enough and on our surface mm-hmm. who knows what it could do mm. yeah but those are the uh the two eyewitnesses far as that goes still not very conclusive <laughs> um but i mean there's a lot of scientific study going on though yeah because i mean with the you know so it, it it at least was ruled out that it wasn't somebody stomping out circles yeah in a in a field there was something electromagnetic going on that's what i liked specifically about mm-hmm. these um that last one specific well for sure was um that they go into some different different potential reasons for it okay so i'm going to look up i'm going to go back to bauer and chorley so um so bauer and chorley the two hoaxers that made the statement in 91 that they had been responsible for a lot of the circles to date um they said (laughs) they said when people refused to believe that they were doing it they deliberately started adding straight lines and squares to show that they could not have natural causes uh, and in a copycat effect, increasingly complex circles started appearing in a bunch of countries over the world. Um, so they're trying to say they traveled the world doing this. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Which, yep. I mean, it's doable. And, you know, it would be a fun prank hobby. Like, I'd be like, hey, we're going to be here. So while we're here. Yeah. You know. But still, that's a that's a big effort. Oh, yeah. They don't really go into... I don't really go into how they did it. So you said that you've, you said the, you know, like pretty much the most notable way of making them. Well, yeah, I had heard of a way that's pretty simple to do. Um, because I found out actually in England there or somewhere in the UK, uh, they're also pretty common there. Yeah. And they have a crop circle competition, almost like a snowman building competition or something like that, Mm -hmm. or pumpkin carving competition, uh, people try to make the best crop circle. And the easiest way to do it is just take a plank of wood that's a couple feet wide yeah, and take rope to, on either end of it so you can hold it up to your foot mm-hmm. and then you just press with your foot. That way you get a nice even line out of it and you're not like stomping around causing a bunch of footprints and things. Okay. But you have this plank of wood, you step, you step forward, another press with a plank of wood. Breaking the stalks, but in whatever way you're wanting to right right huh okay uh yeah i can't imagine two people going around multiple countries and doing that yeah i mean it just takes the travel the tools are very simple (laughs) would you want to do that for decades though i don't know i guess if that's a rough day to day yeah how do you make money doing that well and it's (laughs) you would have to practice yeah because here's the thing is, if you're off at all, the whole thing's screwed. Yep. It's not like you can be like, oh, let me stand it up again and then try try, try another time. Well, he's going to say it's going to be really pretty hard to do anyways if you don't have like an over-the-top view. Right. 
And so you're doing this from the ground in a perfect circle. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've seen where people have studied like the angles and degrees of curvature. Yeah. And you have to get all that perfect to make a near perfect circle that that's happening from the ground, which is again, doable, but difficult. And you have to do it in one night. Yeah. Without anyone seeing you, without making a lot of noise, mm-hmm. and without making tracks to the place that the circle happened, which is often in the middle of a field where if you did walk through it, just you walking through it would press down. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see that in happening in some of the circumstances of, like, the reports, but it's, there, are, there are different kinds of, like, crop circles have been in different situations when you come up on them, too. There have been ones that are, like, the crushed stalks. There are ones where the stalks aren't there, and, like, from over the top, it's just... Mm-hmm. A formation and then stuff in between those it's almost like stuff has been just like uprooted or taken out or was never there i don't know yeah having that accuracy the first time you do it Mm -hmm. i mean people i mean there's painters there's people that make really good works of art that have to do it that way but i have a hard time with it that's a i mean that's an eye yeah. I guess. Like I said, totally can be done. Yeah, well, but, yeah, apparently. But hopping a plane and going to, I don't know, middle of Africa and then doing it mm-hmm. and then bouncing out. Not ideal. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but... So, yeah, I mean, I, I'll take their word for for a few of them, for quite a few of them, but there's uh, some, some stranger explanations. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any, I don't know, I, f- I feel like maybe different ones fit different scenarios. Yeah. I think depending on the circle, I could see that. Yeah. But uh, I don't think alien's a good blanket um, excuse, nor do I think that hoaxers is a good blanket excuse. No, no, I so. don't think hoaxers are ever, are they there? 100%. For sure. Absolutely people Always. have hoaxed <laughs> crop circles, without a doubt. And they've done it flawlessly. Yeah. You know, I don't. But I don't think it's every one of them. No. If you had to pick one that you leaned more toward, what would you, between the plasma and the electromagnetic and alien and all the... I have to... um, Like I said, I don't think it's all people. I know it's not all people. I want to know it's not all people. (laughs) Um, I've... I want to say that some of them could be alien. Mm-hmm. I really do, and that, and I do think that natural, like stuff beyond my knowledge as far as natural things that happen on the Earth mm-hmm. that don't make sense to me, could be happening as well. Mm-hmm. In that way, I don't know, because again, usually they're so either well detailed or like yeah. Well, that's the thing; it doesn't feel. Nature makes beautiful things. It doesn't feel natural. Exactly. It feels more artistic. Yeah. Or if it's not artistic, specific, like a language or messages. Purposeful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, like, I'm right in between those two, and it's it's like the two have enough points on either end for it, like, not to make sense either way (laughs) for me. But uh, but knowing that some people have done some of them, I feel like you know there's no way that these can all be explained that way. Mm-hmm. So there's more to it. 
You know what I've never heard? I've never heard of a story of someone that made a really bad crop circle <laughs> yeah. trying to <laughs> hoax it. <laughs> Those ones don't get reported on. Yeah, but I still want to know about Jeffrey that thought he was going to hoax and really bombed it. <laughs> um, there was a trail up to it. Stuff was flattened <laughs> everywhere. It was his first you left one. your boots at the site, dude. <laughs> what were you thinking? Uh he went around town talking to everybody about, hey, <laughs> yeah. come check out my crop tomorrow about afternoon. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Not too early. Right at sundown. <laughs> um, that way the, the, the dust hides the mistakes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have some business, I suppose. I really liked the whole node popping like popcorn thing. Yeah. The more science speech there is in, his, in anything like this... Well, and that makes sense, too. It's hear. not like science gibberish. Yeah. You know? These things that actually exist. Mm-hmm. By forces that we know exist. Yep. We just don't know the origin of them. Yep, and we don't know how that... Something that we know can make this happen is... How is that happening in this area? Yeah. In this way. So specifically. I don't know. I don't know. But it's a fun one, though. Okay, crop circles for me, I feel like, is very similar to Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I go, I kind of change by the day on how I feel about it. Yeah. Because part of me wants to be like, there's just too much weird. Like, at least some of them are got to be alien or some sort of other being created. But then, but then I'm like, Why? And if they're that smart to do that and have that technology, you couldn't figure out our super basic language to yeah. give us a clearer message. Spell it out. Spell spell it out in the weeds for us. No. <laughs> um, <I> just <laughs> ah, yeah. So I go back and forth. I but I I really don't know. I don't know either. But it doesn't. We don't want to know. But I do a little bit. <laughs> Well, that's why we do this because we yeah. kind of want to know. But we <laughs> <laughs> we want to know that's if the, the place is being haunted, but we don't want to be there for the haunting. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's real cool. Do yep. I want to do it? No. I don't want it here. No. <laughs> I want to hear about it though. Now, how do I? Now that I know it's real, how do I stay away? Exactly. That, that's my lane. I know that the snake is dangerous, so how do I keep away from it? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. Mm, you know what? I'm just. I'm going. I'm going alien. Yeah. Because... Full on? Full bore? Yep. Yep, we're there. I mean, we know... So we know that a couple of them are man-made, but as far as the ones that are pretty much unexplained? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If nodes are being exploded, then I'm going I'm going alien. If I mean, no- if it doesn't make sense any other way... The plasma thing, I'm having a hard time with. Yeah. The ionized air. Well, it's like, how does that always happen in the middle of wheat fields? Mm-hmm. And if that is the case, how have we not found some way around that in the hundreds of years that we've been cultivating wheat? Yeah. I, like, we we didn't find a deterrence to whatever potentially <laughs> is cutting out a huge section of our crop. In an artistic structure? In a, yeah. It's pretty, but that's my livelihood. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it, if you'd be better off as a farmer, like, if, if something like that happened in one of your crops. I don't feel like it would... At least, dr- what do you have on site that, you, that you're drumming up business for that you're able to provide at that point, you know? Like, you're going to get the fruits of my labor 
at some point this year, mm. but not right now. So what what good does that do? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I feel like you're just going on people people that are doing it probably aren't the farmers. Oh no. <laughs> just I no that's so disrespectful. You're just gonna go in and like Yeah. I mean it's <laughs> I feel like from the crop circles I've seen, they've not been so huge that I feel like it's a massive loss yeah. in profits for the farmer but but still it's almost like vandalism yeah essentially well it's just like going to the grocery store and like taking a few milk jugs out and just chucking them <laughs> yeah you know it's you're still screwing I'm gonna with that it. ice cream <laughs> put it back in the shelf <laughs> oh man yeah mm. so it's a tough one aliens aliens <laughs> aliens or magnetism i don't know <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this plasma business yeah wheat popcorn uh yeah yeah Okay, here's the thing. Here's a question. How do you feel about it being something else but not aliens? So another being, not aliens. Oh, what are we talking about at that point? Uh, it's something that works on another dimension. No, if there's if there is anything besides what is um, what could potentially, I suppose, happen here through some means of. Uh, like a natural happening, I w- I would have to assume aliens. Yeah, not so time travelers. As, no. no, I don't feel time travelers either because I feel like they w- they know our language. So like, well, and as much as I want to believe in the theory of time travel, as much as I love, it's so that, messy. That possibility, it's so messy. It's so, so messy. messy. And as and I, I think I've like heard or read about like there being more potential for something like that to like we're getting closer to something like that hmm. like the formation of like I've that it could p- potentially work without us messing ourselves up along but, with the science of light speed I've, i know this is a tangent guys i've heard that you it is theoretically possible to go forward mm-hmm. backward is where the problems come up but yeah assuming you could propel yourself to light speed it is possible to technically go forward in time it's the backwards travel that there's like there's no math anywhere for that and i feel like i don't know if anything in time travel would be contradictory to potential uh you know how we've we've dealt with like the time slips and the potential uh you know thin veil of uh uh, multiple universe sort of scenario kind of thing like Mm -hmm. that i'm like that when you try to get all of those together, that get whoa, super convoluted. Yeah. So uh, maybe the one potential way that aliens would be communicating with us, I would think, besides our the actual abductions that we've done, mm-hmm. um, this would be my only other means of... Here's your sign, dummy. Yeah, your <laughs> literal sign. But that we haven't been able to, you know, figure any of them out or what the meaning behind any of them mm-hmm. would be at this point. If... if not um you know hoax originated it's hard to it's hard to say it's very hard to say it is well i enjoyed it i appreciate you doing all the research for it yeah that's a good one fun one definitely and yeah. i want to get some more scientific ones in the more the more uh, scientific yeah. we can get the better oh yeah i feel like it just it, yeah it throws a little credibility in there yeah spices things up a little bit makes us not sound dumb <laughs> uh, <laughs> And now we're still just reading, guys. But come on, you know, yeah, you'll, you you learn by reading, all yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed that. 
So, do you uh, do you know what you might be doing next besides I, besides um, our potential Wisconsin gold that we have now? Uh, you know, I've got no clue. I've yeah, I really don't. I've got a list yeah. that I can I can look at, but mm-hmm. I yeah, I won't say I'm mentally checked out, but uh, <laughs> Christmas is upon us, and I always try to prepare early. Thanksgiving we host, so I'm thinking about that. And oh, you just, know, it's like I feel like that's this family. Like as soon as October hits. We're like holiday mode. Well, it's like we've got three birthdays I can think of off the top. Mm-hmm. Four. Four birthdays I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Halloween. We host Thanksgiving, so I'm already thinking about that. Yeah. I try to jump on Christmas because the earlier the better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the mind. So I'm. And then I'm trying to build a patio and. <laughs> doing doing too much trying to do too much but side projects galore yeah that's my life and it drives my wife crazy and thank you and i love you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i've got no idea but it's going to be good yeah i look forward to it Mm -hmm. and uh definitely we're gonna wisconsin you we're coming at you soon Mm -hmm. with those uh, alien pancakes and uh (laughs) for some reason whatever aliens were fans of the green bay packers we're gonna check that out you know take a look at it i I still think it's because of green yeah root for the right color little green guys yeah (laughs) so thank you guys for listening we appreciate it um remember hit us up we've got the email which is probably the second easiest way um if you've got stories if you've got um experiences if you just like the show um please if you call know people, us, email us, Instagram about us. us. Yes. So you can reach us at creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. You can find our Instagram, creepycampfirepodcast. Mm-hmm. And you can call the line that I've said 37 times, but I'm going to say <laughs> one, one more, time, more time. For good measure. 916-359-9446. And just a reminder, three-minute Max. maximum yeah. on that. So if it cuts you off, just call back and pick up where you left off. Yeah. So, But we appreciate it, everybody. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, everybody, stay toasty. toasty.